James begins this third chapter with a, with a strong word for those who are and those who aspire to be teachers. For James 3, the very first verse, he says, not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. Let me say this, the teacher is accountable before God. A teacher has the ability to build up a person or severely harm a person's development. Through misinformed content, harmful methodologies, underlying ideologies that bias the curriculum, they all contribute to inadequate pedagogy. I propose that the religious education teacher in a changing world is called to re-examine their content, their aims, their methodologies, and give special attention to honoring the full humanity of their students. The student learner should be in partnership with the teacher and the teacher should act similar to the role of the midwife in the delivery process. The teacher is to assist in the delivery of one who is capable of engaging the process of critical thinking. Often the, the student is mistreated as an empty glass that needs to be filled with our ideology. We can harm the learner when we simply disguise our ideology as education. James uses the illustration of small bits in the mouth of a horse that help to guide the horse. And he compares the size of a large ship to the small rudder which can steer the huge ship. He goes on to compare the tongue to his illustrations by saying this. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person and sets the whole course of his life on fire. This certainly brings to my memory the words of Jesus who said, 
that it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles a man. James writes, with the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. In the scripture that I just read, we see a dual use of language. For what is in the heart eventually comes out of our mouths and, and it guides our actions. So questions for us today are, are the words that come from our mouths edifying to each other? Do they serve to encourage one another or condemn one another? Do our words contribute to church hurt? Do they serve to educate, to lift, or do they perpetuate a culture of shame and self-hatred? Do we use our language to testify and to tell the story of the God who has sustained us in and through our struggles? Or do we shamefully neglect to tell these stories? Do we teach and share the language of our faith tradition? Do we share the scriptures, the hymns, our statements of beliefs that are attached to our traditions? If we don't communicate the language of our faith to our youth, they are at risk of being separated from the blessed traditions that have sustained us. And they will fail to know the God that has empowered us. Do we remove our stories, our testimonies, our symbols, and the observance of ordinances in the name of abandoning tradition in search of something new? I argue that we must be very careful about throwing away all of our traditions. Some perhaps need to be revisited, but we must share that which serves as a witness to the glory of God. James closes out his third chapter by saying, who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly unspiritual and of the devil. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, 
There you find disorder in every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. In closing, I would say that we should go forward, allowing our language that comes from within, that, the, that we use our tongue in a way that edifies our brothers and sisters, in a way that builds up instead of tearing down, in a way that lifts instead of condemns. Our words have the power to hurt one another, and our words have the power to be a blessing. Let us be a blessing. Let us choose to be a blessing in these days of trouble. Amen.